My MRR took place in the middle of the night. I got the phone call in the morning. The news is something that I'll never really forget. And honestly, I never expected that news to begin with. Imagine that you're just back home from hospital after complicated surgery, an urgent procedure that was delayed for months due to lengthy wait times and outdated equipment that needs to be replaced. You can't walk or look after yourself as you recover. Your primary caregiver, your only caregiver, is your single parent mother. But after just a few days, your mom's Crohn's disease flares up, forcing her to the ER where she too must wait for critically needed diagnostic scans. For 27-year-old Logan, this nightmare scenario became her reality earlier this year. Despite the round-the-clock efforts of the dedicated imaging team at Peace Arch Hospital, lengthy wait times for x-rays and MRIs have become the norm. The solution is newer equipment and more of it. But imaging devices are enormously expensive and simply too costly for an already stretched hospital budget. For Logan and her mother Carrie, the surgery they eventually received requires follow-up imaging, meaning their story is far from over, as we'll discover later in this episode. This is The Power to Heal. In this series of podcasts, we'll focus on the many innovative ways Peace Arch Hospital, located in White Rock, British Columbia, Canada, has been an integral part of its community. We'll talk to those who were instrumental in creating new initiatives for the hospital to grow and evolve along with the town it serves. In this episode, we'll hear a very personal story about a mother and daughter, the very real health crises they both faced and their lives post-surgery as they continue to wait on essential follow-up scans. We'll also learn how even one of the best healthcare facilities in the province can be hamstrung when something as essential as diagnostic imaging equipment goes offline due to age and overuse. We asked veteran television and radio broadcaster Wayne Cox to help us tell this sometimes harrowing story. Wayne has a unique perspective on both the local community and the young woman at the center of this podcast. As a longtime resident of the White Rock, South Surrey area, Peace Arch Hospital has been a valuable community resource for my own family and for so many others in the region. But I also found a deeper personal connection with Logan and the challenges she faced. My own daughter Chelsea attended elementary and high school with Logan. And I remember seeing her at school-related events. They're the same age, they're from the same town, and what happened to her could happen to anyone, including my own daughter. Wayne recently sat down with both Logan and her mother, who spoke openly about their individual health situations and the frightening day when mother and daughter both realized they could no longer help each other. And Logan told us about an uncomfortably close encounter she once had with a faulty x-ray machine. Logan, I'd like to start with you. I understand that you began experiencing serious health issues several years ago. What were your symptoms? About four years ago, I began experiencing pain in my hip and in my leg that increased with activity and became more and more chronic as time passed. It 
almost felt as though it were emitting from my joint in my hip and it hindered my ability to move in a way that you would expect from an able-bodied woman my age with no previous health concerns. It worsened as time passed and impacted my daily life, relationships, and eventually it got to the point where it was hard for me to even focus on life's milestone moments. Wow. That's a tough spot to be in. So uh, obviously you consulted your doctor and you ended up at Peace Arch Hospital. What happened after that? I had visited with my family physician and other allied healthcare providers for years, really. And diagnostic imaging was never something that was offered as a first step to better understanding the root of my chronic pain. After becoming increasingly frustrated with my situation and with the pain itself kind of getting progressively worse over the years and affecting my ability to perform basic tasks, I made the decision to begin advocating for myself to my doctor, and that's where I started bringing up the idea of medical imaging. I hate to say it, Wayne, but I was met with immediate pushback when I requested these images be done, and I was told that long wait lists were present in our community and somebody my age couldn't possibly be met with a condition that was serious enough to warrant such diagnostic procedures when our local healthcare system was already overloaded with such critical cases. I can relate. I too have gone through the situation of being on a wait list and it's very frustrating because you know that perhaps this could get to the bottom of what the problem is and uh, it's frustrating to know it's just not available. So you advocated for help, I guess, is what you were doing. I did. I think we kind of know our own bodies best. And after experiencing this pain for so long and seeing all other methods of healing kind of fail, medication fail. I just knew that something more had to be done. So now you want to make it clear to people listening right now that you work for the fundraising arm of Peace Arch Hospital now, and that was where the imaging was to take place. How does that feel now that you're on both sides? You're fundraising for the hospital, and yet you're a patient that is in need of help. So how does that feel to be on the other side now? Yeah, I mean, I'm super proud to be a part of Peace Arch Hospital's dedicated team of communications and fundraising professionals. And after working on site at the hospital for the last three years, I truly never expected that I would become one of our patients. We always say that you never know when you or someone you love will require care. And there I was getting a chance to experience that sentiment for myself. Having worked so closely with our frontline heroes throughout COVID at Peace Arch Hospital, I get really a front row seat to experiencing the level of care and compassion that our nurses, our doctors and technicians bring to the table for our patients every day. So I trusted them going into this situation and I knew that they had the skills and experience to care for me and other patients incredibly well, even ones who are new to the system like me. Now, I'd like to bring uh, Carrie into this, Logan's mom. You must have been extremely concerned about the worsening condition of Logan, and yet you were dealing with your own health problems at the time. Can you tell us about how that was and how that felt for you? Watching uh, Logan's pain increase over the years was incredibly concerning. There were a few times when she would phone me in the middle of the night to alert me with new and worsening symptoms and to seek, you know, a remedy maybe only a mother might have. I myself have suffered from chronic pain. I have Crohn's disease for nearly 30 years. And so I'm familiar with the idea of unforeseen pain and the desperation for help that comes along with that. 
As a single mother, I've always prided myself on bearing my own pain throughout the years. But watching my daughter experience pain to this degree without relief was incredibly hard. Logan, let's get back to your condition. You received an x-ray at Peace Arch Hospital. I understand that's the first step before you actually can have an MRI booked. So could you take us through that process? I was told that that would be the first step in order to qualify for further imaging. I arrived at Peace Arch Hospital and uh, was ushered into a busy waiting area, kind of thrust back and forth between the change room and the exam room due to malfunctioning x-ray equipment, which I didn't expect to see as I was one of the first patients there that morning. The lineup of people continued to grow throughout the day and many patients, including those from the ER, actually were forced to wait their turn to be examined by equipment that appeared to be really unreliable. So the x-ray machines were actually breaking down while you were there? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and I, I feel terrible telling the story, but I think it's an important part of mine. When I finally made my way into the x-ray room that morning and onto the examination table, I thought that everything was finally going routine. The technician told me to stay still. It was time to take the x-ray and he returned to the little technician's room. I was laying there patiently waiting for my images to be taken, which as many people probably know, it usually only takes a few seconds compared to the amount of time that it takes for you to actually get into the x-ray room. I'm laying there and all of a sudden an unexpected, almost kind of digital crashing sound came about and the x-ray machine that was positioned over top of my body actually began to move down towards me as if it were short-circuiting and returning to its original position. Obviously, I'm not an x-ray technician, but it was really clear to me that something wasn't right with the equipment and actually shortly after this, a few alert sounds came into earshot. It was pretty concerning, to say the least, hearing these alarm bells and watching the machine kind of do its own thing. And I ended up having to go back into the weight room while the hospital staff investigated this malfunctioning equipment and then readjusted the waiting queue. My, that must have been extremely scary for you. Yeah, it was very scary. And that was my first real official x-ray experience, minus any kind of dental imaging that has been taken in my lifetime. And I didn't think that it was anything to be concerned about, but this definitely was a freaky experience. With the results inconclusive from her x-ray, Logan was faced with another wait for an MRI. Finally, after a late-night, anxiety-inducing hour spent in the cramped, outdated MRI unit of Peace Arch Hospital, her doctors made a startling discovery, one that had the potential to change her life and her well-being permanently. You did finally get the x-ray done. What did that reveal? The x-ray didn't actually reveal anything unusual at all. From what I understand from my doctors, the only thing that detected was maybe a little bit of arthritis. It was hard for them to tell from the quality of the images that they took. They couldn't really give me more information on that. And I was told that the images themselves didn't reveal any diagnosis that would warrant any further investigation. So now what happens? You're just left with really no answer. 
I really knew my body well enough to know that something was seriously wrong. So I continued to push my physicians to escalate my diagnostic imaging journey. And that's when I was put back on the wait list, but this time for an MRI. And Wayne, just so we're clear, there were several months waiting between Logan's initial x-ray and her eventual MRI. This wasn't a quick answer or escalation for her by any means. In my personal experience, it never is. You finally do get to the MRI. That finally happens. I arrived there in the middle of the night in March when it's cold and wet and dark outside. And I found myself all of a sudden claustrophobic in a tight, noisy and hot MRI on a slider bed that felt as though it was too small for my frame. I'm an average sized female. It it was awful for me. And all I could think of as I lay there for my hour long scan was if this is so terrible for me, how will this feel or how does it feel for older people, younger people, bariatric patients, patients with disabilities, the elderly, or even emergency patients in much worse condition than I was? It was simply unimaginable, even though I was the one living it. And you know, Wayne, I've now had the opportunity to experience MRI scans at other hospital sites. And this experience from a patient comfort perspective, including the wait times, It really doesn't compare. You know, the MRI at Peace Arch was fully funded by our generous donors more than 10 years ago. But the fact of the matter is that the technology has really improved immensely over the years. And we now have the opportunity to provide an even better experience for our patients today and into the future. Of course, it's it's still completely safe to use. And we encourage our patients to still come to Peace Arch Hospital when they need care. But there's just so much more that can be done. Now, Logan, the MRI resulted in an urgent morning phone call from the hospital. Now, I'm sure the news they had for you must be etched in your memory. Yeah, my MRI took place in the middle of the night, and so I got the phone call in the morning. And, Wayne, the news is something that I'll never really forget, and honestly, I never expected that news to begin with. Previous to my doctor's call, I thought that the worst part of my day was the fact that I would have to wake up in the middle of the night on a work night to go to Peace Arch Hospital to receive this MRI. But uh, I understand wait lists are long and the current MRI is working around the clock. And this was the time that I had been slated for. I was uh, incredibly grateful to receive the diagnostic imaging, but it was still a really scary experience. And up until that diagnostic revelation and that phone call, the MRI was the worst part of my day. I received a call from my doctor and hearing the words, are you sitting down, was scary. And, you know, when she eventually said, we found a large tumor on your spinal cord, my world stopped. Just so our listeners understand, How serious was your condition and what might have happened if the tumor hadn't been detected when it was? The tumor itself was actually sitting on my spinal cord near the cauda equina. It was described to me as suffocating a group of important nerve fibers that connect to the rest of my body and controlled all motor and sensory functions. The size and the positioning of the tumor itself was taking up about 98% of my spinal canal. And it was a shock to my doctor and the surgeon that I was still able to walk and control my bodily functions, you know, such as bladder or bowels. I was basically told that I needed to cease all physical activity immediately and just get down to the ER right away and await emergency surgery. Wow. 
How did that make you feel? Uh, honestly, I was in shock. These types of moments stay with you forever, but you can never quite replicate the feeling that you experience in that moment. My honest answer is that there just are no words. I called my mom right away and I said, I've got a tumor on my spine. And then I just sat there in silence until she came to my house and uh, we kind of worked out the next steps together. Carrie, that must have come as an amazing shock to you. What was going through your mind as a mother? Well, absolutely, a huge shock. There's actually kind of two sides of the coin here. First, I'm thankful that Logan was finally able to get diagnosis and that it wasn't just, quote, nothing as originally suspected. Imaging was obviously justified here. Secondly, we had an answer. And at the same time, we had an answer. And the result of this answer was frightening. Logan, I guess that was an emergency surgery. Did you go right into surgery when you went back to the hospital? I went right into the ER where I had to wait. I actually was required, Wayne, to go down into a different emergency department in order to get follow-up scans quicker. So I actually didn't return to Peace Arch Hospital. I had to go down to VGH. And that's where I was met with an emergency room stay and then follow-up imaging where I was then booked and scheduled in for surgery two days later. And Logan, just for people who are listening who may not know, VGH stands for Vancouver General Hospital. Yes, Wayne. And I would have loved to stay here at Peace Arch Hospital for my surgery. We had just opened our brand new state-of-the-art operating department. Unfortunately, due to the complexities of my surgery, I was required to go down to VGH for the Provincial Spine Center. So then uh, that removed the tumor, did it at that point? It did, yes. Okay, the tumor's gone, but you've got to recover somehow. So you go back home to recover. And then, Carrie, you were going to be the, uh, the primary care worker, and uh, something happened to you. Stepping up and, and moving into her condo to care for her, you know, is what any mom would do. Unfortunately, a health issue of mine did flare up uh, the week that Logan came home from hospital. As I've mentioned, I do suffer from uh, Crohn's, and it just felt like one th bad thing after another. Having Crohn's disease can be challenging, and coupling this with uh, suppressed anxiety and the stress during Logan's surgery, her recuperating took its toll on my own health. Stress and Crohn's do not go well together. I knew I had to be strong for my daughter, my son, my family, and my health just took a back seat as I dealt with everything. I juggled the news of her tumor, the emergency surgery, the recovery from VGH to be with Logan. I juggled keeping my son, who is a person with disabilities, present and positive. My work had to continue news updates to my family and friends. Unfortunately, it took a huge toll and I had to enter Peace Arch Hospital's new emergency ward. That's a lot on your plate, I must say. You had a lot going on there. Now, you were admitted as a patient then, so you had to leave all of this at home and now take care of yourself. Now, were you put on a waiting list too for diagnostic help? Let's just say, Wayne, the new emergency department at Peace Arch Hospital is quite impressive compared to my many old emergency department visits for almost the 30 years uh, being in this community. It's bright, it's spacious, uh, the waiting rooms are nice, and new facilities were welcomed and appreciated. Unfortunately, my conditions resulted in further testing and imaging. 
Wow. Yeah, like always, I'm in a lot of pain. And unfortunately, I was left to wait four hours to receive these scans and for more information on whether or not I would require my own surgery. The physician with me even hinted at leaving and going down to St. Paul's Hospital simply because of their state-of-the-art equipment. But here I was at Peace Arch Hospital and in too much pain to leave. Uh, the results uh, were not good. Several nights at Peace Arch Hospital were to be expected and there was a real possibility of another surgery for myself. You mentioned the, uh, the new emergency room and what a marvelous uh, fundraising campaign went on to get that emergency room uh, finally up to date and being able to, to help the population that's growing here in the White Rock area. It's all part of the fundraising Peace Arch Hospital Foundation is uh, always going through, trying to improve the facilities. Logan, now all the things you were going through too, and you turned around and your caregiver is in hospital. How did you deal with that? That must have been, what else can go wrong for me here? Is that was going through your mind at this point? Yeah, honestly, Wayne, it was a really dark and devastating time for me. And I really had to just take it one day at a time. I relied heavy on my friends and my colleagues to kind of step up and fill in the gaps and assist me where they could. But it was really, really hard to be on my own and recovering from surgery and learning to walk and care for myself again. I just had to lean on those other great people by my side. But you know what? Thinking of my mom alone in the hospital made me incredibly sad and frustrated that she too was left to play the waiting game and that we weren't able to be there for each other when we needed it most. I did obviously have hope knowing that she was being cared for by the best healthcare professionals at our local hospital, but it just wasn't quite good enough at that time. Well, it's been several months now that all of this took place and very dramatic events, I must say. I'm assuming that both of you have made a full recovery or is that not the right assumption? Well, for myself, I'm very proud to say that I'm up and walking again and I'm back to work full time. So I'm incredibly proud of my progress over the last few months. It's been challenging, but like I said before, you just kind of take it one day at a time and you realize just how strong the body really is and how it kind of knows how to heal itself as time moves forward. Uh, Mom, you... I'm doing well at this time and uh, waiting again for follow-up appointment uh, with my specialist. Crohn's is, um, is something that flares up every so often, correct? And as you mentioned before, is brought on uh, by stress. So now that some of that stress level has lowered a little bit, now that Logan is feeling a lot better, it must make you feel a little better. It does, yes. And you're right, stress is, is not... Um, good to be hand in hand with Crohn's. You're both waiting for follow-up imaging, I understand? Yeah, so one thing I didn't mention before, Wayne, is that there were a couple other issues identified on my MRI when they found the tumor on my spine. There was an additional mass found on my one of my ovaries, and there was also some dark matter located on my optic nerve. And so I'm kind of in the process right now, again, back on the wait list, I should say I'm back on the wait lists now at other sites 
to receive follow-up imaging for these um, other issues that were identified. And then back on the wait list as well for my follow-up imaging for my surgery. I actually don't have any plans to come back to PSARCH at this time just because the wait lists are too long, as we've mentioned. How do you contrast those two experiences of the older, outdated equipment uh, that hopefully we can change that picture at PSARCH and with the up-to-date modern equipment you're finding other places. What's the difference there? Our story's not over. Logan will continue to have follow-up imaging over the next 10 years probably. Imaging for myself will be lifelong. Venturing to St. Paul's Hospital for their state-of-the-art equipment, however, White Rock South Surrey is my community and PSARCH Hospital is my hospital. And these are my doctors. Yeah, and just to answer your question there, Wayne, there really is no comparison between the two experiences. And I hate to say it because like my mom said, Peace Arch Hospital is our hospital. It's where I work and I want to be able to be proud of the equipment that we have there. But it's night and day. We have literally, you know, middle of the night MRIs taking place at Peace Arch Hospital that are really just a dark experience because there's little to no patient comfort involved. Down at VGH, where I had the chance to have my further MRIs prior to surgery, it was a completely different experience. It was very comfortable. The machine was large. It was a bright room. I had additional patient comforts, like a very comfortable and large bed to lay on as I entered the machine. I had headphones on to play calming music during my uh, MRI. I had special headrests and armrests. I had straps to kind of hold me in uh, to feel secure. I had a lot more space in the machine so I didn't feel as claustrophobic. And they even had the added touch of a nice digital painting to look at inside of the machine and outside of the machine. You know, patients like me could have that calming experience as we're about to undergo a lengthy diagnostic scan. So all in all, completely different experiences. And I'd love to see that experience be brought back to our local community hospital, Peace Arch Hospital. Is this something now that perhaps the the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation is now starting a new campaign that maybe we can get some of this newer facility in there? Yes, Wayne. And actually, it's a really exciting time for us here at Peace Arch Hospital. We're just about to launch a public fundraising campaign for new medical imaging equipment. What we're really going to be doing is asking the public to imagine the possibilities of their support. The addition and installation of new state-of-the-art medical imaging equipment is projected to cost around $10 million. This equipment would include a new MRI unit, a digital x-ray machine, three new ultrasounds, a gamma camera, and a very important fluoroscopy unit. It will allow our clinicians to better triage patients in both acute care and chronic disease, allowing for imaging-guided interventions and providing optimization of treatment planning. You know, we're not just thinking about our current needs here, we're really ensuring that we can accommodate both future medical imaging demands as well as any advancements in acute care techniques. And it's always very expensive. I guess we just have to turn to the community and say, you know, let's open the wallets and open your hearts and uh, and make this facility 
better for the entire community. Absolutely. And when the time comes, when we come knocking with that ask, I hope that our generous community of donors will will step up and answer that door again as they have time and time before. It would really lead to shorter wait times for our patients. The ability for more exploratory imaging for people like me who have a persistent problem quicker and more accurate diagnosis that increased patient comfort, as I mentioned before, reliability, and also, Wayne, further opportunity for our medical staff to be retained at Peace Arch Hospital, where they can fully utilize their specialty medical imaging skills. Well, I thank you both very much for sharing your stories. I certainly wish you all the best and the best health in the future. Let's keep our fingers crossed and let's hope that the community opens its heart and wallet and uh, we can get some of this uh, diagnostic equipment in Peace Arch Hospital. This story from the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation is just one chapter of a much larger narrative. These podcasts shed light on how Peace Arch Hospital Foundation adapts to the changing needs of patients and their families by supporting initiatives that enhance the hospital campus and the health and wellness of our community. Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, where innovation comes to life in so many ways. Soon, Peace Arch Hospital will need to replace its aging MRI, digital x-ray, and fluoroscopy machines, some of which are now over 20 years old. While the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation has approved funds for much of this new equipment, Significant costs remain for building renovations needed to accommodate the new devices and improve the patient experience. Our aim? To significantly reduce wait times while offering our community the most advanced imaging technology available. In our next episode, we'll meet two local teens who are helping to inspire the next generation into philanthropy with Peace Arch Hospital Foundation's Youth in Action program. Spoiler alert, we're in great hands. Youth in Action, next time on the Power to Heal podcast. Thanks for listening.